Hello, this is Martin McKay from the Network Security Podcast. And this is Christian Riley from the Eurotrash Security Podcast. You're listening to the official podcast for the 24th Annual First Conference. This will be held in Malta on June 17th through June 22nd of 2012. For more information about FIRST, please visit www.first.org. And now we join our interview in progress. Welcome. Welcome to Jose Nazario, who is the Manager for Security Research at Arbor Networks, and more importantly, the Program Chair for the 2012 FIRST Conference in Malta this summer. How are you doing today, Jose? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Martin. Um, now, first of all, let me ask, what exactly is the program chair? Uh, what does that person do? My understanding is you're in some ways responsible for choosing who's going to speak and when? Partly, yeah. So the program chair's job starts really almost right after the, the previous year's conference. You start working on things like uh, working with the, the larger theme. You know, In fact, uh, what I started doing actually at, at the conference was building my program committee and talking to people about topics that they felt that they wanted to see at the next first conference or things that were on their mind, things that they liked, things that they that they felt were missing or the like, as ways of thinking about how to target the program to basically meet the community's needs. I had gotten started in the program uh, committee, um, which is a group of about a dozen people or so, several years ago, because I, I tend to not, I tend to, to basically not hold my tongue sometimes, and I <laughs> probably should. And uh, I think it was Andrew Cushman, who was the, the program chair for the first program committee I was on, basically told me to uh, put my money where my mouth is and put me on the program committee. And I went to work um, trying to shape the program as I understood from delegates that were there and, and understanding the community, things that they wanted and needed to see. Obviously, that's a, a bit of a challenge. You only have so much time and so many different resources available to you and it also takes a, a lot of effort to really understand the unique needs for this community, which are different than a traditional or typical security conference. But that experience was very rewarding to me, and I felt that we had a lot of fun, and I felt that we uh, continually improved the conference in that way. And so when I was asked to be program chair, I, I accepted, knowing it's a, it's a lot of work. Um, so I mentioned you know, putting together the program committee. That's one of the, the main jobs Working on the call for uh, participation and calls for papers um, is another key part of that, where you get to do things like break out some of the, the kinds of talks you want to see. You get to, you know, of course, choose the formats that you're going to aim for. So, for example, I returned us to two technical tracks, one sort of deep and one sort of a little more shallow, and a policy management track that we had uh, in the past, but then also uh, varied length sessions, which we had not been doing for past year or two. And then, of course, working with folks behind the scenes at CAPS, uh, so the wonderful people over there who help organize the event um, and basically shepherd the whole process through. They're amazing um, and tireless, and, and uh, I cannot thank them enough for their hard work. And then, of course, the steering committee through the liaison and Steve um, have done a tremendous job uh, in providing guidance and, and uh, assistance where needed. So the program chair's job is uh, then to work with the program committee to recruit talks, to recruit speakers on various topics and materials and strengths, and then to work with the program committee. They, they do you know, so much work by recruiting these talks and speakers 
and then reviewing them and working with people to basically make sure that the reviews get done and then working with that group of people, that wonderful group of people uh, from all over the world and different uh, uh, groups to choose the, the content of the, 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 the program for this year and then put it together, right? So you get to lay out, for example, sessions and, and, and the like, and it's easy to sit back and criticize. I've, I've certainly done my share of that over the years. <laughs> But it's also an opportunity to sort of shape it the way that you think that um, will be effective and deliver for the uh, community as a whole. And then a lot of it is shaping the program from there on. It's choosing some keynotes and choosing topics and and speakers you want to highlight. And so there's been a a lot of work in that. My past couple of months has really been around some of the sort of fine-tuning some things, including some speakers who have to drop out and, and, uh, or some late, very, very late submissions on some occasions, shoring up confirmations and the like, and, and working with so many different people, like I mentioned, uh, from CAPS and from elsewhere, to ensure that, that uh, everything goes smoothly. And then choosing venues as well. So in a site visit earlier this year to Malta, you know, looking at the rooms, thinking about the si- anticipating the sizes of the communities and the audiences, and then choosing what rooms and how they're going to be laid out. This is all the kind of stuff that you get to, to get to do. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of work, but it's very rewarding in knowing <laughs> the community and in looking at the uh, tremendous amount of talent and growth that it's going on to, to engage it in this way. Needless to say, I'm not next year's program chair, which is great with me. We're heading up to somebody else who will announce in Malta. But for myself, it's been very rewarding and, and very pleasurable. Well, a large part of what you do is guiding uh, what topics get talked about. Has that changed much from your conversations last year uh, at the Malta conference between then and now uh, when you're actually planning uh, the conference? You're always at the mercy of the submissions, right? You can only sort of recruit talks. You can't necessarily compel people to talk about certain topics. And so you have to uh, think about areas that where people are going to submit and things that are going to be... Um, viable to people here uh, at, at the first conference. But you also want to focus on things that are going to be, again, unique values to FIRST. A number of participants are able to go to other security conferences, and so you try to minimize the overlap, things where they can get content elsewhere, and really strive for things that are unique and, how should I say it, not, not just unique, but also high value to this community. So right. I spend a lot of time talking to to participants about topics that they are working on and paying attention to what different teams are up to and what kind of challenges they're they're seeking. You also spend a lot of time talking to people about um, what they're finding success with and to to bring to to bear here, so that you can sort of show them and how I can highlight what they're up to. So, for example, the uh, CA hacks from this past winter. You know, working with uh, the folks in in the Netherlands to talk about that, to talk about their experiences, because this is a topic that is of interest to a number of different organizations that are present in FIRST. National drills, for example, from Malaysia, and, and, and knowing that other people are doing very similar kinds of work. So talking to them and using that to basically shape the program and to draw those, those talks out, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then you also want to try to highlight new organizations to FIRST or people who are not necessarily spoken before, and you want to bring them into the community in that way. Chris John Riley and I will be uh, doing an interview with uh, Marnix Decker from Anissa, 
who's uh, going to be talking about Operation Black Tulip. So that should be should give you a sneak peek of of what's going to be going on in that talk. And I'm look, really looking forward to both the conversation and the talk. I was just recently at Ossert, and one of the things that I noticed in uh, in uh, the Gold Coast in Australia is that there's a different level of awareness uh, brought on by the culture. And you're doing doing an event or putting on an event uh, where it's so multicultural. And how do you deal with that? And is that one of the major concerns uh, that FIRST helps address? Well, FIRST is a global organization. And so it's not necessarily a concern. It's rather an, an opportunity and a, a, a fantastic one at that to bring people together who um, might not otherwise come together. And Malta, you know, sitting where it sits in the Mediterranean and its history, um, have such a, 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 a crossroads element to it that it's a natural place to bring together a global community like this. There are, of course, some geopolitical tensions that you don't want to highlight. You don't you want to minimize here. You don't want to let them flare up. And so you have to be cautious and cognizant of that. And, you know, so you might see some, some language from some speakers that you asked them to tone down. That's that's the reality of a, of a of a global conference like this. Malta, by the way, you know, as, as a as a as a country, you know, is, is very interested in technology and and security technology in general as well. So we've had meetings with uh, folks from from MITA and and other organizations within Malta who will be giving some introductions to us in the conference, which is great, and that's a a tremendous opportunity as well, not just for the Maltese, but also the or uh, conference attendees in general to understand how big the world is and what's what's out there and what's going on. So this is the kind of wonderful thing that you get to see by traveling the world and, and uh, in a great location like Malta. So what are some of the keynotes that you have scheduled for this year and how do they fit into the grander scheme of things for FIRST? Sure. So we chose three keynotes this year, which is you know down from some past years, but we really wanted to highlight you know them as keynotes. Uh, we felt that too many sort of dilutes the, the, the effects there. We're bringing in um, Francisco Garcia Moran from the European Commission to talk about um, IT, IT security at the European Commission. So the commission itself is a multinational, uh, st- a multi, multi-stakeholder body of many different nations, rather, who have uh, an interest in, and are being served by it. Interesting that the European Commission being successful and the like, and, and they're tackling cybersecurity, you know, it really at, at, a, at an interesting frontier at that kind of scale, at that level of multinational involvement. And I really wanted to highlight this, you know, you know clearly Malta is part of the EU, but also um, as we have these multinational and regional organizations step up their concerted efforts, I felt it was important for people to see the challenges and to understand the successes there. And so that they can, of course, become involved, but also learn from those experiences. And so I'm very excited about Francisco talking and speaking at the at the organization. Very much looking forward to it. He's in my phone conversations with him. He's he's very lively, very animated, um, and very passionate. So I'm very excited about the energy he's going to bring to the conference. Another one we're bringing in is Suleiman Anil from NATO. Again, you know, NATO is a multinational body and has. Uh, as a result of that, very unique security challenges, uh, cybersecurity challenges, both for itself as an organization, as well as its contributory role to those 
member states. And so again, just like with uh, Francisco Garcia Moran, I'm hoping that Suleiman Anil can in fact uh, sh shed light on the complexities there and the successes that they're seeing there. Had the opportunity to, to meet with him this past winter uh, at an event in DC. And uh, again, very much looking forward to what he's going to be bringing. NATO is obviously uh, facing a number of challenges, both in terms of, of tackling cybersecurity because it is so fast moving, but also in light of its uh, broad uh, membership, how do you coordinate efforts and draw upon your member states when they are so uneven and to try to, to build a, a, larger, um, a larger defense network in that regard? And then finally, we're bringing in Lance Spitzner uh, from the United States to talk about to give a talk entitled Surviving the World of Security, the Past, the Present, and the Future. Lance, uh, as you know, uh, was uh, basically a key founder for the HoneyNet Project, which is a global, multi-national, uh, multi-member organization of volunteers around the world who work on honeypot technology and understanding um, cybersecurity and sharing those, those lessons out. I'm a member, by the way, and serve on the board of the HoneyNet Project, and Lance is a, a good friend of mine. Um, but also he's now the director uh, for a program at SANS called Securing the Human, which looks at the um, non-technical issues around cybersecurity, which again are becoming increasingly important. I'm very excited about what Lance brings. He's a dynamic speaker, can really command a room very, very well. Uh, if you've ever met him, you notice that sometimes he doesn't even need a microphone. His voice is so <laughs> loud and clear from his time in the, in the Army. He is... Very fortunate in that he has had so many great experiences and has learned so much. And I think that, again, non-technical issues are becoming so key and so crucial for us in cybersecurity that I felt that it was important for someone like Lance to be able to share that insight with the, with the, with the audience. And so I'm very excited about his presentation. Um, here and then we have a number of different plenaries throughout the the, the the week as well. We have a fantastic one on Friday scheduled from JP Cert, talking about their understandings of instant response following the March 11th, 2011 earthquake in Japan, and about how best practices, you know, really get tested in in emergency situations. Again, something that's very very important for people to understand in light of cybersecurity best practices we've been drafting and, and how they sort of get tested very strenuously in real-world situations. Chad Green from Facebook talking about securing social. Social is a massive force around the world, and so I feel, I feel it's important that they have a, a, a great platform to talk about the complexities and challenges that they face. We have another plenary coming from Eric Ziegast and David Dagging talking about giving a talk entitled The Evolution of the White Hat versus Botnet Takedown Interactions talking about working groups and like uh, the Configure working group and other working groups that are going on behind the scenes. Again, many people within FIRST are involved or want to be involved in these efforts. I felt it's important that they see how this is playing out and what kinds of success and challenges this faces. And I felt that David and Eric understand this at a tremendous level, and I'm very excited about what they're going to be bringing to the conference. And then we have a couple of folks from Microsoft talking about national malware remediations uh, at the country level, right? So uh, Jean-Christophe and Jeff are going to be talking um, about this and about how, again, this is the kind of thing that we see national CSERTs 
trying to start to tackle. And so I felt it was important that, that these guys talk about their understanding of how this works through a case study. I'm very excited about what they bring to the conference. So there's a tremendous number of just talented, super talented uh, individuals who will be giving talks and great insights all around, from my perspective, outstanding, emerging, uh, pressing topics that affect, uniquely affect the first community. And so I'm very excited about the people we're able to, to bring together you know, with the program committee's help, the talks that we've selected, and the talks that we're highlighting. I, I really am very excited about this year's program. Yeah, you've also uh, brought on something new this year, which is a, a challenge with Team Coomery. Can you explain what that is and, and what form that's going to take? Really? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be brief because I believe you have a podcast coming up with them as well. So I will be brief. We, you know, I one of the things I wanted to tackle with this year was to get some people more involved in a, in a um, with hands-on materials. And so we looked at a challenge and Team Cymru was able to, to pick that up and run with it. Um, several different people are going to be um, running the challenge, but it's going to be a combination of technical challenges as well as non-technical challenges that we hope will really bring people together. They will work together, collaborate. They will test their, their skill and understanding and hopefully interact. And I'm very excited about how this is shaping up to be. Um, I don't want to spoil the thunder, but you know, let that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that podcast as well. But again, we're very excited about how this is going to shape up. And I think that I'm very excited that they've been able to, to pick this up and sponsor this and run this. I think it's going to be a tremendous asset to the community as a whole. Well, we've only got about three weeks to go before the whole thing starts. Uh, is there any last-minute planning that you've got left to go? Yeah, we're still um, you know, looking at uh, you know, tweaking the, the schedule with um, speakers who may, may, may need to make some changes here and there. So um, that, you know, as, as time goes on, that gets uh, tougher and tougher, you know, then because people, if they're not going to be there, simply just can't turn their schedules around that fast. So you have to find people that will be there who could present or submit it and, and draw upon those. Um, but again, you know, the, the staff, the planning staff, both within the steering committee as well as uh, um, the CAPS staff, really know what they're doing. Or, you know, um, I'm like the new guy on the block, and they they've have had this so well in hand that this makes it relatively easy, I think, uh, for me to operate. And I think that the the benefits are tremendously visible for all the, the, the participants. So we're still a little bit busy, but again, it's the, the, the mad dash is, is over and it, we're still running, we're still moving, but it's not as crazy as it was. Um, there's a, you know, a lot of, lot of planning. And so we're, we're tracking basically, you know, through with their help, we're tracking all sorts of things, including registrations and, um, uh, you know, last minute changes and here and there. And so um, it's shaping up to be a, a truly promising year. Again, very, very excited about it. Well, Jose, I look forward to seeing you in Malta in about three weeks. And uh, any final thoughts that you'd like to leave everybody with? I, again, I had the pleasure of visiting Malta this, or, or you know, much earlier this year, back in February. Um, it's a beautiful country. Everyone is very, very uh, wonderfully uh, um, welcoming truly wonderful place to be. So I, I think that uh, I encourage everybody to explore um, Malta and its rich history and beautiful architecture and wonderful uh, setting. It's, I think you're going to have a wonderful time there. Uh, you know, obviously love to see you at the conference as much as possible. Please do explore. Um, and I, I hope that uh, people come away as, as excited as we are putting this together. 
Well, this is Martin McKay, and I've been talking to Jose Nazario, who is the manager of security research at Arbor Network and the program chair for the 2012 First Conference in Malta. Thank you very much. Thank you, Martin. You've been listening to the official podcast of the 24th Annual First Conference in Malta. You can find out more about FIRST at www.first.org. See you in Malta. Welcome.